Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Karen steals my phone to play Wordle. Last week, I had a dentist appointment. I get there, speak to the receptionist, sit on the sofa, and go on my phone for a few minutes while waiting to be called. Then, all of a sudden, I realize something truly shocking. I haven't done today's Wordle yet. I'm a night owl, so I usually do it in the early hours. But for whatever reason, I hadn't done so on this day. I pride myself as a Wordle connoisseur. Quirdles, octordles, sedacordles, duotrigordles, nerdles, worldles, even some mantles. I love them all. So, almost missing today's Wordle was, as you can imagine, extremely embarrassing. Anyway, as I get on the New York Times website, a woman and her son enter the practice. The kid's probably around six or seven years old. Pretty standard stuff for your mum to accompany you to the dentist at that age. At this point, I had no concerns over this mum and her son. They seem polite and pretty normal. The mum was chatting on her phone at a normal decibel level and then hung up to check in. Now, maybe it's because I live in the UK rather than the US, but you don't tend to get straight up crazy entitled people where I'm from. Back to the important stuff. I'm pondering over my starting word as they are speaking with the receptionist. I opt for stare, a go-to classic of mine that has always treated me well. R and E both flash orange, a decent start. As I'm thinking of what to go for next, the mum and her son come over to the sofa and sit down next to me, waiting for their appointment too. As I'm about to enter my second word, bored. By the way, I play on hard mode, and if you don't, you are a filthy cheat. The mum peers over and looks at my phone. Again, at this point, she genuinely seemed alright, just interested in what I was doing. Hey, look, Charlie, look at what that boy is playing on his phone, she says to her son. Her kids seem relatively interested, to be fair, leading the woman to ask me about what exactly I was doing. Excuse me, what game is that? I happily explained to her what Wordle is, how it's seemingly taken over the worlds, and how it's a pretty simple word-based game that can be played by anyone, really. Her and her son may even enjoy it. Oh, amazing. I've been trying to get Charlie to play some more intellectual games and puzzles, so that looks great. Would you mind letting him have a quick go? Now, at this point, I delve deeper into the concept of Wordle. I explain that everyone in the world has the exact same puzzle to solve each and every day, and that you only get one chance per device. I tell her that I'm just in the middle of today's Wordle, jokingly tilting my screen away from her so as not to show her my first and second guess. This is where her demeanor begins to change a little. Oh, come on. It'd be really great of you to let him have a go. He's only six. She says this with an innocent chuckle, but I'm already getting the sense at this point that she probably isn't going to take no for an answer. I explained to her once again how the game works, that you do only get one chance per device. I tell her the website and explain that she is more than welcome to give her son a go on her own phone, but for whatever reason, she just doesn't really seem to understand. I'm not entirely sure what exactly she couldn't comprehend, whether it was my explanation or the game itself, but she quickly became quite adamant that Charlie needed to have a go on my phone and now. I tried one last time to be polite, imploring her to use her own phone. I'll get the website up for you, it will take two seconds, but no. It had to be my phone. Now look, I'd be lying if I said that something crazy happened after this. 
Ultimately, I'm a 23-year-old guy and this woman wasn't totally mental. She just needed to chill. I explained to her that I'm not going to give her my phone and that given everything that's going on in the world right now, I probably wouldn't anyway, even if you could reset the game and let someone else have a fresh go. To be fair to Charlie, the kid didn't really seem to mind. If anything, he seemed to understand what I was saying far more than his mum. She was actually getting pretty irate at this point, demanding that I let her son have a go. I just sat there trying to be as polite as I could while laughing in my own head. Explanations were done at this stage. I just had to deal with her. Don't get me wrong I was very very tempted to quickly finish the world on myself pass on my phone and then spoil today's word But I thought that wouldn't be fair to charlie. He seems like a decent bloke So I sat there I took another minute or so of her ranting about me being selfish rude, etc Until I was called by the receptionist for my appointments I didn't think there was much point in arguing and I couldn't really be bothered Fair play to the receptionist though, who must have been able to overhear our conversation and this mum's demands. While calling me for my appointment, she actually offered the Karen her phone to go on and have an attempt at today's word. Not something I would have done, but I admire her patience and generosity. However, this Karen clearly still didn't understand the concept of the game. It had to be my phone and only my phone. I just sighed and walked into the dentist's office. So that was it. Not a crazy interaction, but a weird one nonetheless. Funnily enough, the hygienist went to town on my teeth that day. Still less painful than my experience with this Karen. So there you go. That is my own personal story of how this Karen tried to steal my phone to play Wordle at the dentist. Uh, Unbelievable stuff. As you guys know, I really don't tell you a lot about my own experiences with Karens that often because they don't happen that often at all. I've only ever done it once before. If you haven't seen that video, click the I button right here. That was a weird one as well. Um, It wasn't too crazy. You know, I read these stories sometimes where Karens just go absolutely mental when they scream scream and like you know get arrested etc etc personally i have never had that happen to me my experiences have always been quite you know low-key like this one but still funny nonetheless and i thought i'd bring you guys this one now the next story in today's episode isn't about me but let me tell you it is just as entertaining let's get into it entitled parents stole my switch and held it hostage because i wasn't visiting anymore i am a 20 year old guy and i moved out of my parents house at 18 because i really can't stand them and it's for all the kinds of reasons that you can guess they were jerks they favored my younger siblings they used me as free childcare. they told me what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine and all that bs when i left my dad told me not to let the door hit me on my way out and don't come back i got the smallest cheapest apartment i could find and i've worked the same full-time job for two years my parents didn't even hold out a month before calling me and begging me to come back home because without me someone else had to watch my siblings i refused because now i finally had time for myself My dad eventually called me and actually demanded I move back home and pay them rent instead because family is more important than my personal independence. I said back to him that my life is important too and for once I'm getting to live for myself. So he basically said, well then see how long you can last without us. And we didn't talk for months. I don't know what he was hoping for. I managed well enough by myself. My family seemed to slowly accept that I wasn't going to come crawling back. And over time, we seemed to mend things. I could tell they were having a hard time dealing with the fact things were on my terms and not theirs. They begged me to watch my younger siblings from time to time, even though the two that are closest to me in age are in their mid-teens now. But my parents don't want to put babysitting on them any more than they have to. Which is hypocritical of them, since they try to put it on me as much as possible. And yes, I have called them out on that. 
They responded with gaslighting and more months of silence yet again and again They were the ones to come crawling back to me for help not long ago I bought myself a used nintendo switch though I could only afford one game for it at the moment Which was mario kart. I got it bundled with the console for a good deal My mum came by on a saturday and asked me to watch my two youngest siblings for a while She basically pushed them in the door at me and ran And I was stuck with these two rowdy kids all day in my tiny apartment My mum didn't come back until after 9 p.m And that was because I called her and made her come and get the kids and she really didn't like that I cut her fun time short I said that unless she wanted to pay me I wasn't going to be watching my siblings all day anymore And next time i'm not even gonna open the door I'll call the cops if she just leaves them outside the next morning I realized I couldn't find my switch anywhere So I called my parents and like I thought one of my siblings had taken it I said I was coming over to get it right away But my mum said it could wait because my youngest sibling was gaming on it and she didn't have the heart to take it away I said it was taken without my permission and I will be taking it back So I got on my bike and rode there asap When I arrived, my sibling was crying because the switch's battery had gone dead and they didn't have a charger. I told them to give it back. But my dad took it and said I can have it back when I agreed to start helping out with my siblings more. I told him if that's how he wanted to play this, I'd get the police involved. And no, I wasn't bluffing. He dug his heels in and insisted I wouldn't do it until I pulled out my phone and started dialing. My mum yelled, wait, and hurriedly took my switch back from my dad. He called her a traitor and demanded she return it to him instead of me But she said it wasn't worth having the police called on them before leaving I told them if this ever happens again I'd be calling the police first and if they want a switch from my siblings so bad They can go and get their own My dad yelled that I can't disrespect him like that and I countered that even though i'm an adult He's not bothered to ever show an ounce of respect to me and i'd had enough Then I walked out with him yelling at me to come back and face him right now It's back to silence from them. My mum texted me once begging me to still watch my siblings I said that if she wanted me to babysit so badly She could pay me and i'd only take the money in advance because i'm not doing it for free anymore Especially after they stole from me and tried to keep from returning my property. They don't own me I'm an adult with my own place and my own life and they can either get used to that or get lost It's been over a week since that text convo and none of them has of yet even talked to me again Which is fine. They can deal with their own mess. Wow. And there we go Um a bit more of a intense story than than my own experience there, but uh, wow What do you even say to that? Surely the moment where your own mum like leaves two children on your doorstep be just like you know what no, i'm calling the police at this point like come on you can't just do that that's got to be illegal i know you're related no i know your family but you, you can't do that that's child abandonment isn't it well anyway i've got to say uh, i'm quite thankful in many ways that i don't have my own personal stories to tell about my entitled family because they're not entitled because wow living with a family like this toxic as that god horrible it sounds like you're already on your way there op but yeah cutting ties chilling out not seeing them as much as you can moving out as you have done fair play to you for doing that and getting a stable job and just yeah getting them gone continue doing that cut the ties as much as you can that's what i'd say because they are mental hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. My dad doesn't want my mum to get further cancer treatments. I've already vented to my friends about this, but I still can't stop overthinking the whole situation. I'll try to explain things from the beginning without going too deep into the details. My mum was diagnosed with cancer mid last year. They seem to have, thankfully, caught it in good time and she's had a few treatments so far, most notably being surgery in the beginning, then chemotherapy when it was found she still had cancer in her system. The chemo really hit her hard, most especially towards the end, but thankfully she finished chemo around a month ago and it's like she's back to her old self again. However, she's been aware that she may have to have radiotherapy depending on the outcome of the chemo. She got a call to say that they'd like her to have radiotherapy as a precaution to fully ensure the cancer is gone. Mum's obviously not dancing happily with this news, but she's a freaking fighter and she'll get through this. Her loved ones will do all we can to help her too. I'm super proud of her for overcoming all of this. Then there's my dad in quotation marks. When he found out mum had initially been diagnosed last year, he immediately started telling her not to get treatment for it. To shorten his general reasoning, it only kills you quicker. It doesn't really help you in the long run. I've listened to him saying things like that all my life. I had cancer treatment myself when I was a kid. I was diagnosed at four and my parents were told I'd need chemotherapy at six. My dad was against it. And if it hadn't been for my mum, I likely wouldn't have gotten that treatment. Earlier tonight, mum told him she'll be starting radiotherapy in the near future. And no surprise to anyone, he lost it. He started yelling at her, telling her not to get the treatment, and the icing on the cake, he told my mum, your friend had chemotherapy and radiotherapy a couple of years ago and she still died. Why would you be any different? Mum reminded him that another friend of hers also went through the two treatments and is now back to living her life and is as healthy as ever. She's actually been a major support to my mum and I'm so thankful and grateful that mum has had her along with several other people. At this point, dad muttered some BS arguments saying more fool her, referring to mum's second friend, then stormed out of the house, slamming the door behind him. Uh, I'm not really sure why I'm posting this to Reddit in all honesty. I just wanted to vent and I guess I felt like just writing everything out without it reaching anyone other than myself wouldn't help as much. And I didn't want to just bombard my friends with all of this. I mean, I've told them, yeah, but everyone has their own struggles to deal with in life. And I don't want to add to anyone's. So I guess Reddit's anonymity helped me there. I think I keep typing because I'm so uncertain about clicking that post button. I don't know. My head's even more of a freaking mess right now than it usually is. Thanks for reading my not so mini mini ran anyway. Just a quick question to you, OP, and to your mum. Why uh, why is your dad still even in your lives? He just sounds like one of the worst people I've ever heard of. Literally referencing your mum's friend who has died from cancer after going through chemo and radiotherapy, knowing that she is doing the exact same thing. What is with that? I mean, it's bad enough saying, no, don't get chemotherapy and radiotherapy, which scientifically is proven to help. But on top of that, then just referencing other people that have died from cancer as well. How is your mum going to feel about that? Clearly, she is super strong and it's a good thing that she's got good people around her like her friends who can say no do this don't don't even think about his opinion like do what you want to do but wow what a horrible person jeez now for our next entitled parent story monkey boat from heck this took place last year 
It doesn't have a justice field ending, I'm afraid. But after seeing a similar story here, I remembered this whole thing happening and I've just got to tell you about it. My mum and stepdad lived down in Naples, Florida for half the year. Snowbirds. Every February, my wife and I take a trip down there to see them and enjoy a fleeting moment of freedom from seasonal depression. Last year, when we went down, they took us to the Naples Zoo. One of the attractions they have there is the Primate Expedition Cruise. It's actually really clever. It's a man-made pond with a half dozen or so islands, each one being its own habitat to a different type of primate. That's pretty cool. There's a few boats that tour guides pilot around talking about the different species and what makes them unique. Well, I've never seen gibbons before, so we got ourselves in line. A few moments later, we were joined by the antagonist of our story, an entitled mum in her 40s and her daughter, who was about five-ish. At first, there was nothing amiss. It was a nice day, partly overcast and decent temps. I was with my family on vacation, and my biggest concern at that moment was what ice cream bar I was going to get after we got off the boat. All seemed right with the world. Soon it was time to board, and we climbed on and found our seats. That's when the kid suddenly had a massive freak out on the plank. She doesn't want to get on the boat, and is screaming the scream that only little kids are capable of. That special kind of primordial and inescapable wail that permeates your eardrums and touches the part of your brain that contains an incredibly deep capacity for exceptional violence locked safely away from the rest of the world for its safety. The kid didn't want to be on the boat. Something about it freaked her right out. Understandable. The water's murky and who friggin' knows, there could be monsters down there. I taught kids her age how to swim in water just like this for four years. I get it. Her mother, however, freaking doesn't. And she refused to get off. The mum said that she waited in line that whole time and she wanted to go and see the monkeys. The kid, terrified and unable to communicate any other way, just sat there and screamed. The staff went to the entitled mum and said, look, this has to stop. She either calms down or you get off before we set off. It's not fair to everyone else. It's a 20-minute ride. Is she going to be okay? And sure enough, the mum just said, she'll be fine. The mum manages to get her kid to calm down enough to quietly sit her in her seat by grabbing her by the arm and forcing her to do so. Now, this didn't sit right with any of us, and a few older women spoke up, only for this mum to snap at them to, mind your own business, my kid, my parenting style, blah, blah, blah. At this point, all the passengers are fuming and give the staff look like, dude, just boot them off. I know how this is going to go down. You know how this is going to go down. Everybody else aboard knows. The entire mum and her kid know. People on Reddit reading this a year later know, please don't set off with them aboard. So we set off with them aboard. And the second we pulled away from the deck, the kid hits play on her, make everybody in a two mile radius, head to a fallout shelter playlist right on cue. The next 20 minutes was the longest 20 minutes of my entire life. The tour guide tried as hard as she could to power on and give the tour, but even with her microphone and PA system turned up to 11, none of us managed to hear a single word she said over the screech of the banshee sitting in the front row. As we passed the islands, the spider monkeys, lemurs, and gibbons woken up from their mid-afternoon nap would look over at our boat with an expression of, what in the actual frick is that? The rest of us passengers made it through by giving each other knowing looks and imagining dumping the two off on one of the islands. But as all terrible things do, this too came to pass and we made it back to shore. The tour guide stepped off and walked away as soon as the boat touched the dock, abandoning the boats and leaving the shore crew to tie her up and drop the plank. 
the entitled mum and her kid were the first to disembark the mum took a spot nearby and started laying into her kid who i'll remind you is five years old nobody said anything to her preferring instead to just put as much distance between themselves and her as possible just like the tour guide as we walked off and saw the scolding i passed by close enough to overhear her parenting what i heard i won't repeat it reminds me too much of my own childhood but to say that the entitled mums probably got sociopathic tendencies would be an understatement the kids started to ugly cry much differently than on the boat and i honestly just felt so sorry for her she's just a kid who was afraid and freaking out and her mum did f all to comfort her instead the mum took it personally believing her five-year-old kid was doing it on purpose to embarrass her that's why she's not labeled as an entitled kid in this story she's just a kid it was the entitled mum who said she'd be fine when she wasn't the entitled mum who convinced the staff to let them stay the entitled mum who put her wants and needs above her own daughter's comfort as well as the other dozen or so people aboard the kid was just being a kid it was her mum who was the entitled little idiot but that's all i've got for you we didn't epically confront the entitled mum or step in to be superheroes to the kid we effed off to go and get ice cream and feed the giraffes it was about an hour later that we could finally hear properly again oh great story and you're absolutely right to not label this kid as entitled she's just being a kid man come on five years old and getting berated by her mum for for being scared of water like that's what's going on there really this mum is just being a horrible person and it's actually quite nice to not see an ending of an entitled parent story where the mum gets arrested or everyone you know beats her up or something silly that probably didn't happen this is the the brutality of entitled parenting people don't really tend to get involved it isn't really your space even as much as you'd like to probably go over there and uh, and give her a lesson of how to actually parent her child properly and tell her not to just scream at her child who is just scared it doesn't normally happen does it it's not realistic so uh yeah great story loved it shame that that 20 minute boat ride was ruined because that is a great idea can you imagine going on a boat and just going from like island to island full of monkeys that's naughty i'll back that i might go to florida and do it but uh, yeah shame it was ruined oh well hope you enjoyed your ice cream and now for our third entitled parent story our restaurant's buffet is not your dinner plate mom i've heard a lot of stories from the sub and the story i have today fits perfectly here this story took place about a month ago and still makes me angry because of the lack of care these parents had for their kids or even the people around them in fact it didn't seem like they were entitled at all but just oblivious r slash oblivious parents anyone so for a quick background I work as a hostess in one of the main restaurants in a popular resort. We're the only restaurant on property that opens for breakfast. And although we use menus, we tend to run buffets when our occupancy is high enough to keep up with the large crowd. The buffet pretty much has what you'd expect, like eggs, bacon, cereal and pastries we bake in-house. And we usually run it from 6 to 11 or until we run out of food, which rarely happens. We tend to get rushes closer to 9am on most days. But on Sundays, when people are checking out, it can start earlier, depending on what kind of guests we have. Obviously, just like any buffet, we have tongs and spoons to serve the food, and it's a self-serve system. It was close to maybe 9 or 10 on a Sunday when this story happened, and I was the hostess for the day. We were starting to pick up in business at the time, but it wasn't going to be packed until the next hour or so when the restaurant would start shifting to lunch, and the checkout time would begin in the lobby. I'm standing at the host desk arranging tables on a computer when I'm approached by our stars of the show. Three ladies, probably in their early to mid-30s, and their four sons, all around seven or eight years old. 
the moment I start to greet them the boys all run past me into the restaurant where they all start chasing each other around tables, chairs, and even servers. I look up at the ladies and internally sigh as I notice that not one of them has noticed what was going on and were either talking to me or to each other. And immediately, I knew this was going to be trouble. Now, something you should know about me is that I can be somewhat of a goody two-shoes. When I see people, even kids, misbehaving in any way, I get really frustrated and sometimes feel like it's my job to do something about it even when it's not my place i'm a little more understanding with children because well they're kids most kids don't learn the real meaning behind right and wrong until they're likely in the double digits so i try to think that it's fine when the parents intervene another thing is that i have adhd and i tend to get easily emotional depending on specific circumstances i can be easily excited stressed angry or sad and if i let them run too much then i often act on them such as saying or doing something that wouldn't exactly be acceptable in various circumstances it can be anywhere from being too loud saying something personal in the heat of a moment or revealing opinions that are better kept private than said out loud i know it's better to stay quiet and let things play out but in this moment i couldn't help but say something excuse me mom can you call your kids back before they get hurt I kid you not. It was like this woman just woke up from a trance when I said this because her first response was, oh, uh, right. And she started calling for the kids to come back as I took them to a table. I know it wasn't my place, but a part of me thought that maybe bringing attention to the situation would make things easier. Maybe the ladies would control their kids once they were inside the restaurant and maybe I just distracted them. I thought maybe they were just tired or something. I was wrong. As the hour continued, the restaurant started filling up a lot more, meaning more people walking around the restaurants. I was busy for a while, so I didn't really pay attention to the ladies' table until about half an hour had passed. And by that point, the boys were right back to treating the restaurant like a playground and had added a game of catch to their list of activities. They seemed to be having a lot of fun throwing a large stuffed animal in the air with all their strength without paying much attention to the fully occupied tables they were inches away from hitting. There was one man in particular, an elderly fellow, who was inches away from being hit by the toy multiple times. He was not oblivious to this fact, and I noticed relatively quickly that he was glaring at me a few times. Since I was busy and had given it to a server already, there wasn't much I could do at that moment, nor could their server. I just kind of hoped it'd stop before it would get worse, but it took way too long for it to. And then it was 11am, and for the first time I'd ever seen, we had to close down because some of the stations were out of food. It was definitely a busy day for sure. As usual, we started informing guests about last call as we start transitioning to lunch and getting rid of the food. By this point, the boys had stopped playing around, and I noticed one of the ladies with her son in tow was filling a to-go container with pastries to take with her. This wasn't a bad thing, since the food was going to be tossed at the end anyway, but I did notice something else. The woman, tongs in hand, picked up one of the pastries from the station and started to feed her child with our tongs. I just stood there in complete shock, wondering if I'd seen that right. She, without any hesitation, turned back to the station and put the tongs back. There was no flinching, scolding, or even any attempt to call over a staff member to replace the tongs. She just walked away. And that's when I pretty much snapped and went into full-on hyper-focused anger. I quickly charged over to the station and grabbed the tongs before ducking into the kitchen where a few of my co-workers were. 
I didn't say anything to the woman at all, but I did say something to my co-workers. I exploded. It wasn't my proudest moment and I could have controlled myself better, but I just couldn't keep it in at that point. I just unloaded how angry I was that a person, a grown woman, could do something like that while my co-workers were just stunned. They'd known about that table's behavior the whole morning and had told me to ignore it, but none of them expected this to happen at all. However, I'll admit that in that moment, I was likely way too loud. And when I turned to leave, the thought that my voice might have reached the restaurant sunk in. I was embarrassed, but I was still really angry. As I placed the new set of tongs at the buffet, I heard someone next to me say, I'm sorry about that. I didn't look to see who exactly it was, if it was the woman, her friends, or just the sympathetic witness. But I just replied rather curtly and without making eye contact that it was not okay to do something like that, especially since we were still hot off the heels of the pandemic at the time. Heck, our workplace only lifted the mask mandate that month after a handful of employees came back from quarantine. Including me, by the way. I faintly remember saying more, maybe even being a little more mean, but that was the gist of it. Again, it was wrong to be angry, but dang it, you'd expect grown people to act better than that, especially when they're in front of kids. They're kids! Not to mention, I feel like I've personally been punished for doing something like that when I was probably five years old. It's just not appropriate at all. And not something I'd expect from even the most entitled parents I've read about on this sub. Regardless, they ended up paying and leaving not long after. And as the crowd died down significantly, I apologized profusely to my co-workers about being so angry and acting out on that. I'm not defending my actions, and if I could do that all again, I would in a heartbeat. Surprisingly, a lot of my co-workers actually agreed that what I did and said was justified. In fact, one even said that the woman deserved a taste of humility and maybe she'd learn from that. And replacing the tongs then and there was a good call. For those who might be curious, I made a personal apology to their server as well, who laughed and said that she didn't care and that she would have done the same thing too. She, of course, didn't get a tip, but she said that it wasn't a surprise because those ladies were jerks to her from the start. Please, please, please don't treat a buffet like your personal plate. And also, to that random gentleman who almost got hit in the head by a stray Spider-Man doll, thanks for being patient, and I hope you ended up having a good day. Well, guys, funnily enough, and I mean this, I actually am the gentleman in this story. And OP, just a little message from me to you. I actually love Spider-Man. So I really enjoyed playing throw and catch with the kids. There you go. In all seriousness, look, buffets are great, aren't they? Like you got unlimited food. You can get a, a massive selection from a variety of cuisines. Whatever's going, you can get. That is the beauty of it. But it relies on people not taking the mick like these guys. If someone just like puts their hand in a bowl, right? This massive, full of lovely chicken or something. It's ruined for everyone. And this, like putting tongs from your kid's mouth back into the food. Like that's just ridiculous. It's probably wasted that full thing of food. Yes. I get it. They were closing and you were taking stuff. That's fine. But put it into your little bag or whatever and then go and feed it to your kid afterwards. Don't do it there and then in front of everyone. That is so disgusting. It's so weird as well. Guys, let me know down in the comments what is the most entitled or weirdest thing that you've seen at a restaurant or a buffet. Because that, that's right up there. That's for sure. Entitled mum calls the cops because of a stuffed toy. So I really, really didn't think I'd ever post her. This happened about an hour ago. I am a 30 year old man and I'm an introverted person. I rarely go anywhere outside of work and laundry. Today was one of those days where I had to leave my apartment and venture into the mart of walls. I was making my usual rounds through the store to get mostly the same things I always get. 
toiletries, candles, cleaning supplies, food, and checkouts. I noticed a little girl, probably five or six, who I will call nice kid with her entitled mother. I only noticed because the kid had on a very blinding pink shirt and hat brighter than the sun itself as i do with most kids i smiled and waved and got a wave in return that's when the entitled mum noticed her kid smiling and waving at me and this small yet unpleasant exchange happened why are you looking at my kid huh all i did was wave i was being polite sorry well don't look at my kid are you some creep no i was just being polite there's no need to get angry about it i cut the conversation short because i hate talking to people and she was just insane for me being polite to a kid i walked away and could feel her eyes trying to melt my head i saw the lady and her kid two more times in the store before i checked out and each time the entitled woman would pull her cart close to her and give me a death glare i checked out and was heading to my car and opened my trunk In my trunk, I have a plush penis with a smiley face that I got as a gag gift from a friend. It's zip-tied to the holes in the fabric of the trunk. So when you open it, it goes with the trunk and stares at you in the face. I mostly have it there to get a laugh out of my co-workers. Well, I hadn't noticed the entitled mum and her kid walking out of the store at the same time as me. And her car happened to be one row behind mine and two cars down. Yay me! It was at this time I heard a high-pitched scream and the sound of the woman stomping over with her kid in the shopping cart. What is that? She screamed, basically in my ear. What is what? That disgusting thing on your door. Are you a pervert? What, this? Pointing to my plush and chuckling. It's a smiling willy. It was a joke gift from a- She cuts me off and starts screaming at me even louder, which I didn't think was possible. I know what it is. I'm calling the police. You're a disgusting pervert. Okay, call who you want. I didn't do anything wrong. Now the lady actually stopped screaming, but she did pull out her phone and actually called 911. I sat there in disbelief that she actually dialed, but it didn't faze me really. I decided to finish loading my stuff into my trunk, close it and wait in my car for the police. I waited for about half an hour for the police, but no one came. When I looked out my window, I noticed her vehicle was gone. I took that as my cue and just left. I didn't see any police on the way out or through town. I've got no idea what was up that woman's butt, and I don't want to figure it out or see her anytime soon. I know this isn't the craziest of things to happen, but I figured this small encounter deserved a spot here. All I know is I'll probably shop online for my stuff next week. So there we go. Not gonna lie, I didn't expect to start today's episode with a story about a plush penis, but I'm all for it. It makes a change. I don't think an adult waving and smiling at a kid just saying hello and the kid waving and smiling back has ever been considered creepy it's just polite and it's nice i don't know why this karen made it more than it needed to be i mean look i get it it's good to be careful with your kids but not every person that smiles at your kid is a creep sorry also cops were never gonna come out for this plushie were they like it's an object that's owned by a man maybe it's offensive to you it's not really offensive is it they're not gonna bother with that sort of stuff are they so that's probably why the woman gave up and left and yeah ob left as well all i'll say is online shopping exists for a reason and that is to avoid people like this very good stuff now for our second entitled parent story of this episode my dad is forcing me to either quit my job or to half my hours yet refuses to support me financially despite the fact that i'm a minor is this normal for reference i'm 17 and i'm in school full time five days a week 
I work 12 to 8 on the weekends and I haven't had a day off other than for COVID leave since August. Of course, my seven day week schedule isn't ideal, but I really appreciate the income and I've grown to like my job. Last summer, I really struggled to find myself a job. I was 16 and after dropping in and emailing 40 different employers and revising my CV about a million times, I lost all hope. My parents decided that I was old enough to support myself and cut me off financially, including stopping giving me bus money or lifts. Now I live in the countryside, about 20 kilometers away from all my friends, so I spent the summer completely alone, which was really difficult for me. All of my employed friends had gotten their jobs through their parents or friends of their parents, but my parents still made no effort to put in a personal word on my behalf to any employers they were on friendly terms with. Anyways, August rolled around and I finally got a job at a McDonald's about a half hour drive from me after four months in isolation. My parents immediately turned their noses up at the mention of McDonald's, but I wasn't in any position to be picky and I'm still very grateful for the job. They've always put massive pressure on me to do well in school. And so to please them, I've been overexerting myself for months and have a long streak of A's and B's. Unfortunately, I miss a day or two of school on average a month because of my period. For years, I've spent once a month paralyzed with cramps and nausea, which are a million times worse than what any other girl I've talked to about this has ever experienced. I'm convinced I have endometriosis, and I've brought the subject up with my parents again and again over the years, and I've begged them for a hospital appointment. Four years later, and I still haven't seen anybody about my period pains, and I still continue to miss school over it. Despite this, my parents are constantly on my back about the days that I've missed at school, and yet neglect to get me any sort of help or treatment for what i'm going through about two months ago i missed a week of school because i was sure i had covid when in actuality i just had a bad dose of tonsillitis my parents though were furious when i tested negative for covid and nagged and argued with me about it for another month until i actually did test positive and ended up missing another full week of school i've since caught up on all the work i missed and i haven't broken my string of a's and b's today and yesterday i stayed home from school because i've had another bout of tonsillitis which went untreated last time and this time as well Apparently this was the breaking point for my dad and he called me down from my room and told me if I didn't either quit my job or drop down to one day a week He was going to go into my manager's office and withdraw his parental consent himself He blamed my illness on work and told me that it was unacceptable that I was missing school saying that I needed to take a day off to dedicate wholly to study I tried to reason with him and showed him my report cards and recent test results and told him my grades were perfect and that I couldn't be blamed for catching COVID or tonsillitis. He shut me down and told me that my grades didn't matter because the fact remained that I was still missing school. I'm unsure what to do or how to change my dad's mind. I know a seven day week is extreme for someone my age, but I've got no other option. In order to see my friends and do nice things in the city outside of school, I need funds. In order to have those funds, I need a job. My parents want me to have both a school life and a social life, but they won't give me a single cent out of their pocket to get me out of my countryside jail cell. Pocket money's out of the question. I've tried to negotiate my way into making some kind of deal with them by doing good in school and doing any chores they ask of me, but their argument is that I shouldn't be rewarded for doing the bare minimum of what is expected of me. Now that I have my own job, I am financially independent and can no longer be guilt-tripped by them about money or by my laziness. I'm currently saving for a month-long holiday during the summer and I already have deposits laid down and plane tickets bought. Still, I need to earn a little extra money to pay the entire thing off. 
It's my reward to myself for the effort I put in at school and for all those hours I've worked. I really want to do something nice for myself before I hunker down and inevitably quit my job for my final year at school next year. For me, my job allows me to actually do nice things for myself and to see my friends. Quitting it or slicing my income in half is not an option. Without it, my parents have made it very clear that they would not support me or give me any kind of pocket money to get a bus to see my friends or to treat myself. I've proved to my parents time and time again that I can excel in school, take care of my physical and mental health, see my friends and simultaneously work but they're still not satisfied. I'm very frustrated by this whole situation as I'm an only child who is fortunate to have two working parents who are married happily. Still, it often bothers me that I have friends with five siblings and a single mother who have better financial support than me. Of course, I know people's financial situations are not nearly as straightforward as that, and I don't mean to sound spoiled, but it's frustrating for me and I wish my life could be different. What can I do? Am I being a butthole by not obeying them? Is this fair? Any advice would be appreciated so much. Guys, you know what to do. Get down in the comments. Help OP out. All right, let's get one thing straight very quickly. No, OP, you're definitely not the butthole. And you're definitely not coming across as cocky or, or, you know, being arrogant. You actually seem extremely humble. You're clearly very hardworking, very dedicated, and just a good person. It's a shame the same can't be said about your parents. Now, look, as you said, everyone's financial situation is different. And I completely accept that. But for your parents not to give you any money at all, almost forcing you, right, to go and get a job, and then berate you for having said job, that is actually just like shocking isn't it what are you expected to do in that spot you're stuck you're trapped as you said if you didn't have a job you would be trapped as you were for that period of time in your countryside jail cell you can't do that though can you so you're forced to get a job i don't know what these guys are expecting of you surely out of the money that you two make you can afford to give your child a bit of money to just go and get the bus and see their pals and not have to work and then they can put all their focus into their school stuff I think these parents don't realize how amazing their child is, how incredible OP is. The fact that at that age, you can go and work seven days a week constantly, being financially independent and also dominating school is nothing short of unbelievable, I've got to say. I'm not quite sure how these two have produced you, if I'm honest. But hey, props to you. Screw them. Move out as quickly as you can. And uh, yeah, I guess just try and get through school. But as I said, guys, comment down below. Give some proper advice to OP. Because they're going to watch this video. Trust me, I know them very well. Now for our third entitled parent story. Mother-in-law doesn't know when to quit. My mother-in-law and I don't get along. I've tried for the sake of my husband, but this last incident was the end of the line for me. My mother-in-law has always had this overprotective aspect about her when it came to her kids, which has significantly grown worse with time. Her reasoning behind this behavior is because she felt her mother always took the side of her SO, and so she vowed to only care about her children and not their partners. That didn't bother me initially. I figured if I was on her good side, nothing to really worry about. Until you realize this woman doesn't have a good side. She'd say rude comments to all of her children's SOs. She'd always gossip about my sister-in-law's boyfriend, saying he was a drunk and always took her daughter's money, even though her daughter didn't have a job and her boyfriend would be the one paying for the apartment her daughter lived in and all of her clothes and food. She hated my brother-in-law's now ex-girlfriend because she was Chinese. She would state things like she's dirty and gross and wait for it, gave me the coronavirus. I've got no doubt in my mind that my mother-in-law is part of the reason why they ended up breaking. 
I never once saw my brother-in-law stand up to his mum regarding any rude comments she ever said about his girlfriend. He'd simply turn away and ask everyone else to handle her. Like, really, dude? I never understood her thought process because the things that she would come up with would be outright delusional. It was only a matter of time before that crazy would make its way towards me. And boy, did it. When we were at her house, she blew up on me one night because I wasn't doing anything. I didn't help clean up or anything, but neither did anyone else. Well, apparently I needed to clean off the dinner table and wash the dishes for seven people while at her house. Even my brother-in-law agreed, even though he would literally sit on his phone the entire time while everyone else does prep work or cleans. So the next night I did it, even though my husband protested against it because I was a guest at her house. She'd be in these weird moods where she wouldn't even acknowledge me when we came over. She just went straight to hugging my husband and saying how much she missed him while giving me a who's this dog look. My husband would sometimes force me to initiate the hello and hug, but it came to the point where it was like, why should I when she doesn't like me? It started to get worse when I did something, even while at my own home, mind you. She'd flip out and start yelling and all of them would need to calm her down. When she'd be at our house, she apparently would expect to be treated with the utmost respect, which is where my petty butt came back in with a no. You do not get to be disrespectful or callous to me in my own home. The icing on the cake is when my mum was with us and we stopped by to say goodbye before heading out. She was talking to my mum, asking my mother all of these weird questions about her name and everything. She took pictures with my mum and then she looked at me and then snapped. She started going off about how I'm the reason her family has so many problems. She's been through hell because she hasn't been able to see her son for so long. I was in utter shock. I didn't know what to say. I was simply looking at my husband like, what is going on? Then she gets up in my mother's face, asking her a bunch of questions about why we got married, telling my mum that I take money from them and my husband, that she sees me take away money from my husband, and that I'm a bad person. My mother didn't say a dang word. But my heart sank when she started to cry because my mum had gone through hell and back with an evil, vindictive mother-in-law of her own during her 35 years of marriage with my dad. My husband defended me and my mum, even with my mother-in-law screaming at me that she was going to call the police on me and put me in jail. He tried to talk to his mum about her behaviour and that it was unacceptable, but she refuses to apologise and she still believes she did no wrong. Her whole reasoning for snapping like that is because her friend told her that women will sometimes marry men and have them kidnapped and killed to take their benefits. On top of that, she doesn't think my mother is my real mum and actually she thinks she is helping me in the process of killing my husband at this point i'm convinced my mother-in-law belongs in a mental institution my brother-in-law and sister-in-law believe that my mother-in-law did no wrong and that she had every right to behave that way they keep telling my husband that this is your family and that he should put them first before me i told my husband that because of how disrespectful his mum was i do not want her at our house anymore If he'd like to go spend time with his family, he can freely do so by going to visit them. Is it wrong of me for being tired of being treated like I'm disposable to my in-laws? For asking for something as simple as common decency? I've never acted out or caused the scene in front of them. I've done so much for these people and they don't see it. Till this day, I'm still excluded from the family circle because I refuse to stand for this when behavior is rude and condescending. All right, so pretty much what Opie is saying is, is it wrong of her to be tired of being treated like trash? Uh, No, that is a simple answer. There you go, solved all your life's problems. Thank me later. I do think it's pretty incredible in stories like this where so much has happened 
and someone has had to suffer so much abuse that they actually get to the point where they are genuinely wondering if they are in the wrong. Like me reading this objectively as someone who doesn't know these people, it is so obvious. Like it's obvious to you guys as well, listening, watching right now, that OP's done nothing wrong. They've actually been very patient and that this mum is completely mental. And yes, yeah, she probably, to be fair, should be in a mental hospital. The stuff about killing husbands and your mum, OP, not actually being your mum, but just a random woman helping you to do this. Yeah, that's a bit deluded, isn't it? But you get what I'm saying? It's kind of sad that OP is genuinely not sure whether she is in the wrong or not when it's so obvious that she's actually just done really well and is having to deal with someone that is an absolute psycho like this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 